It was in March of 2020 that the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic, and since then, we have typically seen video game sales explode. And for most of 2020, it was very tough to find a Nintendo Switch and even Ring Fit Adventure, as many turned their normal exercise routines from outdoor to at home. And in the second half of the year, despite their best efforts with chip shortages, Sony and Microsoft both released their next generation of consoles to wild success and even wilder limited availability. Although we are still in a pandemic, there was a curiosity of just how long these sales could maintain these extreme levels. And this week, Matt Piscatella from the NPD Group shared his data regarding the video game sales for the month of March 2021 which would be the first month that we've had since the pandemic started to compare other months in the pandemic. And sadly, it has been that long, but it feels like we are much closer to the end than we are to the beginning. And all of this isn't news to anyone, but what is new and interesting are these NPD stats for the month of March and subsequently the data for the first quarter of 2021. This week on the Video Games Podcast. Similar to many things in my life, I like to get the less fun stuff out of the way first. So starting off with the vegetables and the chores of the NPD report, let's take a look at some of the accessories. And video game accessory spending had a record-setting march with $300 million in sales, which was 26% higher than March of 2020. The first quarter of 2021 actually saw an increase of accessory sales by 42% with $717 million in sales during the first three months of the year. The increase in sales for accessories between this year and last year is likely due to the release of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series XS, and the release of these new consoles from Microsoft and Sony obviously forced people to get new accessories to use with their next-gen systems, and some people could have been waiting to get that new gaming headset, or maybe there could have been enough new games like It Takes Two that have increased the demand for an additional controllers, as controllers are just not cheap anymore, and so being a few months removed from the November release dates of those systems would have likely seen people recover from spending a large chunk of cash. For myself personally, I have been trying to get a hold of the Sony DualSense charging station, but everywhere I check, it's been sold out since November, which falls in line with the theory that accessory spend has been at record levels, and the biggest driver of the accessory spending has been the DualSense, which led March and first quarter in dollar sales. And I'm sure that the next generation of Xbox consoles have been selling extremely well too, but they decided to go with the consumer-friendly move and offer backwards compatibility of the Xbox One controllers, which would explain why the Xbox One controllers are not selling as well. Without hardware, there would be nothing to do with these peripherals and accessories, which leads into the hardware sales. And March 2021 now holds the record for hardware sales for the month of March, which breaks the previous record that has stood for 13 years. March 2008 was the previous best March since NPD started tracking video game data with 552 million. The new record set last month is 680 million 
which is also up 47% from 2020 with around $462 million. For the first quarter of 2021, hardware sales were $1.4 billion, which is up a staggering 81% versus the first quarter of 2020. And obviously, the pandemic has helped keep the switch at the top of the charts, plus all of the evergreen titles that are available on that system. But also, the key factor here is the new consoles from Microsoft and Sony. And one of the interesting stats that came from the NPD report was that the PS5 is now the fastest selling console in the history of the US when looking at units and revenue. And this is obviously only based on the first five months of the system being available. And it might be hard to keep up the pace with a possible Switch Pro on the near horizon and Xbox making all kinds of aggressive moves with things like Game Pass and all of their acquisitions. The PlayStation 5 was also the best-selling console for the first quarter of the year when looking at revenue as well, which makes sense because the system is around $500 depending on which model you can find. The Switch, however, continues its dominance as the best-selling console of March in terms of both units and revenue and for the first quarter of the year as it was the best-selling console in terms of units. We might be in the process of witnessing history being made as the Nintendo Switch might actually go on to become the best-selling console of all time if it is able to keep up the pace. Nintendo is still bringing in new customers all the time and with the release of a rumored Pro model, there will be a lot of customers that will be double dipping and I know I will be. It has also been a while since we've seen a brand new entry from the Mario franchise, from Zelda, from Mario Kart. So with the releases of these titles, I would expect sales to skyrocket every single time. For me personally, the best part about the NPD report is seeing what games are charting. March software sales were $4.6 billion, and for the first quarter, they were $12.8 billion. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was the best-selling game for the month of March and is still the best-selling game for the first quarter of the year as well. Monster Hunter Rise, which is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch, was the second best-selling game of March and the fourth best-selling game of the year despite only having five days worth of sales. Now, Monster Hunter Rise was obviously the best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch for March and was also the only non-Nintendo published title in the top 10 for the hybrid system as Nintendo's evergreen titles continue to dominate. And after just five days, Monster Hunter Rise is now the second best-selling game in the franchise in terms of revenue and only second to the very successful Monster Hunter World. And even more impressive when you consider that this game is only available on the Nintendo Switch and the NPD typically only reports US sales. In other Nintendo news, Mario Kart 8 is still selling very well by being the 6th best selling game of March altogether and Mario Kart 8 is now the best selling racing game in history. Which got me thinking, as long as Mario Kart 8 has been in the charts for sales, which game has sold more that it took this long to surpass? The big surprise is that it was Mario Kart for the Wii with 37.38 million units sold. Either way, 
these are big shoes for Nintendo to fill when and if they choose to release a sequel. Despite most people being somewhat disappointed with the demo, Outriders managed to take as much of the feedback they could and release a game that people have been generally pleased with. Now, critically, Outriders is hovering around 75%, but fans seem like they're having a great time with the game at the moment, at least until something better comes along. Outriders is the third best-selling game on both the PlayStation and the Xbox, which are notable because the game was available on release date on Game Pass, and it was also the third best-selling game of March, and just squeaked into the top 10 for the first quarter of 2021. Outriders was the only new release in the top 10 PlayStation games, and on Xbox, It Takes Two was the only other new release game at 8th on the list. The only other notable takeaways from these software sales were that Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury was the second best-selling game for the first quarter of 2021 and only behind Cold War. Considering this was only available on Nintendo and is technically a repackaged Wii U title that only managed to sell 5.86 million copies during its original run. Despite disapproval from many fans that Nintendo is fully embracing the Disney Vault strategy, there is no doubt that it was the impending removal of 3D All-Stars that propelled that game to the ninth best-selling game of March, and with the success to the level that Nintendo is seeing with 3D All-Stars since it was released last year, Nintendo continues to learn that not only do they not need to put much effort into their remasters, but that they will likely double down on this Disney Vault strategy. Overall, March 2021 gaming sales were up 18% to $5.6 billion for hardware, software, and accessories when compared to March of 2020, and first quarter sales were $14.9 billion for the U.S. video game sector, which is up 30% from last year. All of this data is quite self-explanatory as there are new consoles available and people for the most part are still staying home more than they're going out. And with all the games that have been delayed and the slower release cadence that we have seen so far in 2021, it's good to see that gaming is still thriving and people are clearly finding happiness in older games and likely becoming more invested into the ones that they are already playing. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you learned something from this week's show and most likely you're enjoying your time playing some of these games from the NPD list. And if you enjoyed the show, then consider subscribing and remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Music.